Welcome to this, the next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're so glad that you could join us this day and pray that this will be a time of reflection for you upon God's presence in your life. Let's prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some lovely music.
Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> our scripture today comes from the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 18, verses 1 through 11. Hear the word of God. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, come, go down to the potter's house, and <clears throat> there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel, as seemed good to him. And then the word of the Lord came to me, Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done? Says the Lord, Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intended to bring on it. And at another moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will build it and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I had intended to do to it. Now, therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, look, I am a potter shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil way and amend your ways and your doings. And then a couple of verses from Isaiah, from Isaiah 64. Yet, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay, and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. And then from a little earlier in Isaiah, you turn things around, shall the potter be considered as equal with the clay, that what is made would say to its maker, he did not make me, or what is formed, say to him who formed it, he has no understanding. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Is it possible that your life, your life, could be in for a change of plans? About a hundred years ago, a life insurance salesman was getting ready to close a big deal, a deal that he had been working on for a while. It was a $50,000 life insurance policy he had been trying to sell to a man for quite a long time. And now the only thing left to do was to sign the papers. So he handed the man the pen to sign, and strangely, the pen didn't work. It wouldn't work. Both men tried to get it to work, but it wouldn't work. And in the moment it took to try to get the pen to work and then to find another pen, the client got a little cold feet and got to thinking and decided that maybe he shouldn't sign the policy anyway. And the deal was off, all for want of a good pen. The salesman the next morning decided that it was time to create a reliable pen, and he set himself to do it. His name was Lewis Waterman, and he became the founder and owner of the Waterman Pen Company, which for years made the greatest pens in the world. Is it possible that your life is in for a change of plans? 
It was not possible for a man named Saul down the road from Jerusalem to Damascus. He was walking a man who had very specific and definite plans, and he knows they're good plans, and he knows he's on the right side, and he's gotten an A-plus in all of his religion tests, and he has gotten his orders from the denominational headquarters. I mean, this man had his plans, and he knows what's right, and he knows that it's not possible that his mind can be changed. But what he doesn't know is that God's ways are not his ways and God's thoughts are not his thoughts. So what does it take? It takes a blinding light. It takes a voice from heaven. It takes being blinded for three days for it to dawn on him that maybe his life might be in for a change. Is it possible that your life might be in for a change? A lawyer from America's Georgia just couldn't get it out of his mind, the fact that there were over a billion people, a billion people, that's a lot of people, a billion people who didn't have adequate shelter in which to live. He just couldn't get that out of his mind. What Miller Fuller didn't know was that as he couldn't get that out of his mind, his life was in for a change. And he started this little organization called Habitat for Humanity that is putting a dent into the appalling numbers of shelterless people. Is it possible that your life may be in for a change? Bernie Siegel, a cancer surgeon, writes about a woman named Greta who successfully battled cancer. And at the end of her treatment, he asked her what she took away from the whole ordeal. And she said this, she said, I believe cancer is the best thing that ever happened to me. Because now if I can help someone else know how they can fight cancer, well then it's made it all worthwhile. I'm sure that's why I got cancer. Is it possible that your life might be in for a change? Let me ask that question in a different way. If your life is the clay and God is the potter, is your clay already set? It's one of the great questions of spirituality. If your life is the clay and God is the potter, is your clay already set? Are you a work in progress or are you a work completed? And if you're a work in progress, whose hands are doing the molding? Is there a chance that God wants to make you into a totally different person than what you are today? Is there even the slightest chance of that? If the potter has come to his wheel then, then and you're on the wheel, the wheel holds your life, is there still a chance that he can mold you into something new? Or have you already been baked and set? hardened so that he can, the only way that God can change you is to break you. God through his prophets seems to mince no words when it comes to who we are in relationship to God our creator. We are the clay, God is the potter. It's been that way since the very start. God formed us from the clay of the earth, softened us, put us on his wheel, turned us, shaped us, and with the eye of an artist will not stop shaping us until we are done. It's not that God got finished with us after we became adults or when we retired or when we had gotten somewhere over the hill. No, God has us on his wheel and will go as far as to put us back even into a lump, break us even, if it means that we could end up something more beautiful in God's sights. President Jimmy Carter, a friend of Millard Fuller, the Habitat for Humanity guy, and at this recording is receiving hospice care. 
never seemed in his life to harden. He always seemed to be soft clay in the potter's hands, ever willing to be shaped by the Creator. 98 years old and still submitting his life to the will of the artist. And he has done beautiful things as a result. Middle East conflict, building houses, Nobel Peace Prize, advocate for the poor, intercessor in conf international conflict, Sunday morning school teacher, Sunday school teacher in Plains. The potter always seemed to be molding Mr. Carter. Well, how malleable are you? Are you set in your ways? Are you not going to change your mind? What must a potter do when he gets his hands on you? Break us? Softly and gently mold us? Reshape us? What might the potter do to bring out the beautiful you? Let us pray. Oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. Keep us soft in your grip. Amen.